for as long as the field of nanotechnology has existed, it's been theorized that we will eventually make nanomaterials that will far exceed uh, macroscopic or large materials that we use today. That materials that we build from the ground up from individual atoms or individual uh, atom-sized structures will outpace the usefulness, the utility, and the specs of materials that we just find in nature. One such application that was theorized long ago, uh, was many years ago, was the idea of lightweight armor, protective coatings, blast shields, impact-resistant materials made using carbon nanomaterials, for example, graphene. Because graphene is stronger than steel, because graphene is stronger than steel and also lighter than steel, the idea is that you could build armor to replace Kevlar that's made out of graphene or a similar type of carbon nanomaterial. The hard part has been actually, even though this has been theorized based off of the measured qualities of graphene, we haven't really seen any applications of this type of nanomaterial used to block projectiles. But a new study by engineers at MIT, Caltech, and other universities have shown have taken us like uh, a bit closer to that reality. So in a recently released study that was also reported on MIT News, we have an ultralight material uh, made out of carbon that withstands microparticles moving faster than the speed of sound. And so basically we have this nano-engineered material, so material that has been engineered just like any other material except at the nanoscale down at the level close to atoms made out of carbon. And it is it has been shown using ballistic experiments where they threw microscopic particles at this material faster than several times the speed of sound and showed that it could uh, withstand and survive that impact. So they to give more details, the researchers made this ultralight material out of uh, nanoscopic carbon struts. And my, this is where my mechanical knowledge starts to fail me. But basically they chose to engineer the structure in a similar form that uh, that is used in energy absorbing foams. So there's a certain type of crystal structure or repeating structure that is seen in foams that are used to uh, absorb energy. And the engineers who, well, scientists and theorists who worked on the, on the study used that same structure to create a carbon-based nanomaterial. After creating that material, what they did, uh, they decided that geometry, they made that structure at the nanoscale, and then they made an experiment where they flung um, microscopic particles of silicon oxide, which is basically, you can think of it as microscopic glass bullets, and they used plasma to chunk these microparticles at the material they made at a whopping 2,500 miles per hour. 2,500 miles per hour. Like we're talking about some, we're talking about something that's moving uh, like over a mile every two seconds. That's like at amazing speeds. Like I can't even fathom something moving that quickly. But they have these particles moving that fast at this material. And so not only what did the material, not only were they able to capture. Sorry for that background noise. Not only were they able to capture this impact happening with their high-speed camera, they were actually able to predict using the same, using similar type of equations they would use 
to uh, estimate the damage of a meteor impacting the Earth's surface. They were able to predict what the impact of that particle would look like on their material. So they captured this with the high-speed camera, and which is included in the, in the images, which are included in their study. And they applied their theory, their meteor cratering equations to their observations. And then from that, they were able to even improve the theory itself based off of the uh, experiment that they did. So this is one of those things where theorists and experimentalists come together to create something that is not only a better engineering material, but also furthering the science and the equations in the math that describes how a whole field of engineering works. And so this study is just actually uh, very impressive. And uh, it's not surprising because of how big of a collaboration it was between MIT, Caltech, and uh, all of the scientists and researchers involved. And so now we're seeing these what's called a nano architect material because it wasn't it, this wasn't just graphene layered on top of each other this was a carbon material that was nano engineered so nano architected is a good word so this instead of just taking something that already exists out of nature we're creating something or taking something like graphene which is a very relatively basic nano material if you know about all the nano materials are out there they spent a lot of work in architecting something on a nano scale that would be the most efficient at uh, mitigating uh, damage from an impact. And so what they end up with is a lot of a lot of questions being answered and a lot of other questions that need to be answered. Obviously, uh, obviously, what would come next out of this type of study, research-wise, I think they have a lot of directions to go. In terms of applications, of course, a lot of us will be left wondering, what, did this, what does this mean for us? Sure, this research is supported in part by U.S. Office of Naval Research and U.S. Army Research Office. And um, they're obviously very interested in this stuff. There is a, it was supported through the Institute of, for Soldier Nanotechnology, sorry, the Sol, Institute for Soldier Nanotechnologies at MIT. Ooh, I hate long words. But clearly, you can see that there's a, a military applications that are sought after through these types of studies. So the interest for the, uh, the for applica obvious applications like replacement for Kevlar is still very much present in nanotech today. In terms of what the applications look like, how long it is in the future, it's really hard to say. It is quite the step forward to show this level of nano architecture, but uh, of course, many more studies and research is needed before we can really put a good timeline on a, a uh, nanotech-based replacement for something like Kevlar. But all in all, it is a very fascinating and amazing study. I did not introduce myself at the beginning like I usually did, but my name is Ari. This has been Nano Junkie, and I thank you for tuning in.